snippets of timeless classics with ramblings on everything bookish, Ink and Quill connects you with literature, culture and writers in China and around the globe. Discovering literature and following the stories behind your favorite authors. This is Ink and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong. Dear listeners, let's face it. Whether you like it or not, more and more literary titles today are moving from the bookshelf to the box office. From Margaret Atwood's dystopian novel The Handmaid's Tale to Stephen King's epic fantasy series The Dark Tower, translating stories from pages to screen has become a common practice in showbiz. Yet in China, rather than going to old-fashioned books for inspiration, directors and production companies have another inexhaustible treasure to mine: online fictions. In a time of legend, 权高必然责重。From romantic comedy *Love Is Not Blind* to the intrigue-packed historical novel *Empresses in the Palace*, many all-time popular stories have been adapted into TV shows, movies, or even video games. According to a recent survey on the internet development, the total number of online literature readers in China has reached a staggering 352 million, exceeding the entire population of the United States. By the end of 2016, this ever-growing readership has already given Chinese online fiction a market valuation of over 9 billion yuan, roughly 1.4 billion U.S. dollars. But how and why does online fiction, a genre that rarely catches any fantasy literary attention in Western countries, flourish at such astonishing scale in China? Let's try to find out the answers in today's Inkanquil. A white-collar worker in Shanghai. 30-year-old Yuan Yuan spends her free time like most millennials these days, hanging out with friends, going shopping, playing video games, and watching all kinds of trendy films and TV shows. But there is one hobby, or in Yuan's own word, a guilty pleasure that she seldom admits to aloud. I started reading online fiction since my freshman year at college. I guess it's my roommates who introduced these websites to me. Since then, I have become addicted. Believe it or not, I try to cut it out. Yet whenever I find something really interesting from one author, I can spend one or two weeks reading through all their works. It doesn't matter whether it is during my commute, at work, or at night. Sometimes I tell myself I need to stop reading by midnight since I still have a job to do early in the morning. But on most occasions, before I even realize it, I have already stayed up all night. Wow, that does sound like literary binge. So, what kind of stories is she obsessed with? Well, romance, for example, but I prefer novels without much of a romantic focus. I'm also interested in detective stories, adventure, fantasy, and fiction portraying everyday life of certain professions. 
Wait, let's hold on a second. Doesn't traditional literature also cover all these genres she just mentioned? Yuan Yuan begs to disagree. 我看纸质书的话，可能就真的没有比较狭窄一点，没有那么多的一些主题会去选择。Compared with online fictions, traditional paperback books are humdrum in topics and in content, and they also set the bar too high for certain readers. But online fiction is another matter. As long as you like the characters and the setting in the first chapter, you could carry on with ease. I mean, people read online fiction to relax, to seek out the cathartic pleasure. That's what these stories exist for, isn't it? Especially after you move into the workplace, these novels can help you release pressure and adjust your mood. They provide an alternative universe and a temporary haven. Hmm, that probably explains why over 352 million Chinese people, accounting for nearly half of the internet users in the country, are bound up in online fiction. But the appeal of web-based literature is not all about its unfettered themes and a sense of relaxation it brings. Since almost every work published online is a serial novel, eager readers have to wait for the latest chapter of one story, stimulating camaraderies and a sense of participation. Here is Yuan Yuan, the seasoned online fiction aficionado, again. Since stories are often serialized on literature websites, readers can leave comments or share their thoughts with authors. This kind of communication feels awesome. Some writers will even change the plot based on the discussions they have with readers. It is a very interactive reading experience. The advent of the internet not only attracts readers who crave for daily diversions, but also draws in aspiring writers. Wang Yue is an editor from Shanghai Literature and Art Publishing House. Online literature has been thriving since the late 1990s. I remember when I was in junior high school in the early 2000s, when web-based literature began to grow. Around that time, many literature websites, such as Jinjiang Literature, came into being. These platforms have provided a space and opportunity for amateur writers to show off their talent. To make the business more lucrative, website organizers track down writers whose works exhibit a great potential to garner large readership, and then persuade them to offer paid subscriptions. Usually, a 3,000-word chapter will charge 15 U.S. cents, and the revenue will be shared by both the website and the writer. So the larger your fan base is, the more cash you bring in. If the fan base is large enough, your literary creation might get snapped up by studios to make its way to the silver screen or get transformed into other entertainment products. Zhang Peng has been writing web novels for four years. He explains to us what prompted him to become a full-time online novelist. Back then, my friends and I all read online fiction. In the beginning, all those stories looked pretty amazing to me. Yet gradually, some of them no longer excited me. So I wondered if I could write something as well. That's how I started. My parents were not very impressed about my career path, but as time went by, they realized I could actually earn a living from this. At the moment, being a full-time online writer is not a risky career path they once imagined it to be. 
Unlike John, who writes to make ends meet, some writers depend on web novels to make a fortune. In 2016, Tang Jiaxianshao, China's wealthiest online novelist, raked in 122 million yuan or 18 million U.S. dollars. In an interview with the New York Times, he claimed that all profit from online subscribers only make up two to three percent of his total income, and the majority of his revenue comes from the printed versions of his books and other spin-offs, such as movies, TV shows, and games. His success has inspired many more to follow in his footsteps. According to Li Chaoquan, a researcher from China Writers Association, by the end of 2016, there were over 2.5 million people registered to become online writers, while more than 100 million novels were published. The scale of online writing and the variety of online literature is breathtaking. People update nearly 150 million words per day, which is absolutely remarkable. Most importantly, online literature has created a colossal readership, particularly among the younger generation. A number of popular Chinese online fiction tales have even got international note. Liu Xudong is the vice president of the Jingjiang Literature, one of the largest of its kind. In 2016, his company sold more than 150 titles overseas. Among all the books being sold, themes such as romance, history, and fantasy are the most sought after. Currently, most of our bestsellers in international markets are either stories set in ancient China or modern romance novels. Compared with online literature from other countries. Ours is permeated with whimsical ideas, since China's 5,000 years of history and civilization is an abundant writing resource. Some of our writers really let their imagination run wild and provide quite fascinating tales. In the very beginning, we sold copyrights to Hong Kong and Taiwan. Then, around 2013-2014, people from Southeast Asia started to read our stories. Since then, there has been a growing interest in Chinese web literature in Europe and North America as well. By running small websites and online forums, amateurs translate our works from Chinese into local languages. The impatient ones even use translation software to facilitate their reading. The Chinese-to-English novel translation website WuxiaWorld.com is one of the finest examples. Founded in 2014, the website is a go-to resource for people who crave Chinese martial arts stories and fantasy online novels, but don't understand the language. Recognized as a brand name in Chinese to English novel translation excellence, Wu Xiao World is now receiving some four million page views per day. When asked why Chinese online fiction fascinates so many foreign readers, Lai Jingping, founder of the website, explained. Well, I mean, I, I think they like it for the same reasons that the readers in China like it.、Uh, you know, we, we we often joke, but it, it, our reader base is actually almost identical to the reader base we see in China. You know, it's mostly people under 30 years of age, mostly tech-savvy people that are male. I think our audience is 80% males under the age of 25 to 30. So, you know, we have a lot of young male readers, and and they enjoy this stuff. They enjoy the fantasy, they enjoy the, the fighting, they enjoy you know the all the imagination and the、uh, the, the fantasy worlds that you know this brings to them. 
in the United States, there is no online serial novel culture. It's just, it's not there. Like we have serialized fiction, but that's mostly in, let's say, oh, serialized comic books. Um, you know, like Marvel comic books. That's great. We have serialized TV series, but there isn't really a serialized sort of web novel or even sort of serialized novels that, that are this long. Um, this is a really a new phenomenon that China has and the United States does not. However, despite its general popularity, Chinese online literature is still not a full-blown industry yet. When more rush into the business due to the tremendous opportunities it presents, online fiction has also picked up a negative reputation as they are associated with terms such as plagiarism, vulgarization and erotica. To tackle the torts, Yu Ciki from China's National Copyright Administration announced. In 2016, our main job was to establish a copyright protection order for online fiction. Our next step is to blacklist those websites that infringe on others' rights. I believe that after years of efforts, a healthy internet order will be restored. As for the criticism towards the content, literature websites are determined to give a lofty take to web novels that are usually regarded as frippery, vulgar, and cliched. Li Xiaoliang is an editor from Yuewen Group, China's largest online publishing house. Since 2016, his company has launched nationwide campaigns to promote eminent realistic fiction. When online fiction was in its infancy, fantasy theme works were the majority. Although these books were huge hits back then, gradually readers started getting tired of them. If writers don't draw inspiration from real life, eventually their works follow the same stereotypical formula. Some readers have already started to complain that web novels are no longer that interesting anymore. But he's optimistic about the future. The entire industry is becoming increasingly diverse. I don't think realistic fiction would become the mainstream genre. A proper mixture of imagination and realistic elements might become the leading trend. But will this online reading frenzy usher in a brave new world for literature, or just another flash in the pan? Li Xiaoliang doesn't give us his answer. But as for Yuan Yuan, who has been an avid reader for the past ten years, things are still looking good. I think it's still too early to tell whether online literature will replace serious literature. But I'm pretty sure that the web novels still have a space to grow. Hopefully, years later, some online fictions will prove to be classics, because masterworks of today might be light reading of yesterday. How to adapt a thriller into a movie? What is your favorite toilet reading? And when to give up on paperback? Want to know the answers? Join our discussion about all the trendiest topics on Ink and Quill. Hey there! You're listening to Book Chat with me and my knowledgeable colleague Ningjing. I hope I am knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about something well, really caught our attention recently. So, first, Ningjing, have we ever heard about the phrase "white lotus" or commonly known as "bai lianhua" in Chinese? 
Yes, I heard about it many, many times. <laughs> okay, for our listeners out there who are not familiar with the phrase "white lotus," we are talking about is not the name of certain flower, and actually, it's a quite popular Chinese internet slang that refers to someone, usually a woman. Who pretends to be sweet and innocent while engaged in certain manipulation and shady schemes? Yes,、uh, maybe sometimes she pretends to be demure and, you know, the pure example of moral. But then, in fact, she's not. Yeah, and actually, for the very first time, this phrase is used to describe literary plagiarist. I was surprised. Yeah. So several weeks ago,、uh, we had the first Firestone Literary Awards, which was、uh, founded by Tianjin Writer Association. Like usual, we have all kinds of awards, like best short story, best novel. But there is something really stole the show. It's called the White Lotus Award.、Mm. So it is a special prize dedicated to award, or we can say making fun of plagiarizing works. Yeah, and the prize money is、uh, is nearly ten thousand yuan. That's a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's quite funny because, according to Li Bing, the deputy secretary of Tianjin Writers Association, who also organized this ceremony, they said they wanted to set this award to let people to know how difficult it is for a writer to create something original. And I think it's a perfect name for that. Yeah. So. They got three nominees, which are all online fictions. One is Tang Qi with her fantasy novel,、uh, Three Lives, Three Words, Time Mouse of Peter Blossoms. It、yes. sounds so weird.、Uh, there's an English translation where you can find the book on Amazon.com.、That's、really? The English translation for that book is To the Sky Kingdom.、Mm. To the Sky Kingdom by、yes. author Tang Qi. Right. And there's another one. It's also an online fiction, a romance called、uh, "Jin Xiu Wei Yang," which is translated as "Princess Wei Yang." And the third one is a game-based online novel as well, which is called "The League of Legends," featuring glory of kings. Sounds interesting. Okay, so unlike other literary awards, usually selected by a member of experts or writers, this time they ask netizens to pick out the winner. Mm-hmm. And the winner goes to the award goes to Chen Jian. Okay, with, with her Princess Wei Yang's author. Yeah, exactly. Right, she topped the list.、Mm-hmm. She won the top award for this White Lotus Award. So many netizens gave applause to this award and praised it as a well-deserved prize for plagiarists. And some people even say we should have this award more often, since many novels are waiting to be nominees.、Mm. You know what? When this news came out, I wasn't surprised at all. I even guessed who are going to win such awards. I guessed <laughs> it. It was going to be、um, uh, Qin Jian, the author for、yeah. Princess Wei Yang, because that was. The The one people talked the most, and there was、yeah. this high-profile case where twelve、um, Chinese online authors sued Qin Jian、yeah. for plagiarism.、Uh, so that was the, you know, the the one that came to my mind first when I heard about this award. And then the next one、uh, is the,、uh, the To the Sky Kingdom by Tang Qi because.、Yeah. You know, I actually watched the what the soap opera, N- not not whole, but then 
you know, some bits of it. And I went online to read this book. And mm -hmm. um, like while it. I was reading, it was just an online book, okay. like a romantic book, mm -hmm. you know, to me. So I finished it really quickly. And uh, I uh, saw some comments posted by the other like readers and they you know, there were some comments, oh, I heard this author has been, you know, plagiarizing other people's works. And they even posted some pictures of like comparison? Uh, similar yeah, yeah. Like comparisons. So I was not surprised about those two. The third one, I haven't touched because the book based on certain online games. So I'm yeah. not interested in those. But congratulations to the three winners. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve the honor. Because for me, I'm so surprised because when we heard about this news, I thought it was just, you know, some army news. So I went online to do some research. And I was so shocked when I realized that when Chen Jian published her story in 2012, there was already a great number of people noticed like she violating others others copyrights mm -hmm. and actually around that time people already gathered like a lot of evidence and they turned out there are only nine of 294 chapters are original mm -hmm. so those netizens those volunteers they actually expose examples online and in august 2013 so the ceo of that online literature forum apologized and say they're going to you know send this novel to state copyright in administration for investigation and but the sad thing is and i'll say it sounds really fishy because despite all this copyright dispute the two years later the copyright of Jia's novel was still purchased by an uh, a, some TV, TV production, TV production, yes, studio. and made it into a hugely popular uh, TV soap. Um, I would say um, those volunteers spent three years in digging out the works, and yeah. they made comparisons. They attended to such details, and they found out that uh, um, you know you mentioned that there are only nine plots, nine chapters, chapters are, original. are original. So wow. the rest are just. Uh, plagiarism but they even found out a huge number of those chapters are just you know dead in in a fashion where you can just copy and paste exactly yes and um there are also some volunteers who are pointing out that the author of this work used writing software to finish this work Wow, really? They, that's according to the volunteers. Mm -hmm. But they, they basically um, are saying that it's kind of like an expansion of a 2008 work that's called Chang'e Tianxia. An expansion wow. and expansion of the other book. Wow. It, it came to me that in recent years, literary plagiarism has been so pervasive in the world of online literature. For example, uh, Zhang Weiwei, also better known for her pen name Weiwei Beer, is one of the China's most successful online writers. But people notice that the number of works she actually, you know, plagiarized is more than 600. Okay, that's so, a lot. So throughout this heated accusation, Weiwei Beer has remained silent. And she has made some deletions uh, and correction to her online writing. Well, she did take some action, but she never apologized. And there's no punishment, and she still continue, continues writing. Right. So, did you hear any news about punishments to any of these writers? I don't think so. Did you? Did you oh, see except the except for Guo Jingming. 
Okay, Guo Jingming made some sort of apology, and but no, he has never made any apology. He received some sort of punishment. Okay,、yeah. good. But did you see any、uh, like a news about punishments to Tang Qi or to Qin Jian? They just、no. they just remain silent. You know that's why I am I am thinking why this thing has become so rampant. It's because the cost of plagiarism is really low.、Yeah. If you plagiarized、no、other people's work and you got found out, no problem. Remain low key. Don't say a word. Keep silent. Continue to get the money from the reprints and、uh, selling your your copyright to some other like a TV production companies. Even the money will still roll in, right? Yeah. There's there's no harm. You just do it, or you just go on, move on to another book. Yeah, and I think the thing is why we have this problem about copyright infringement among you know online fiction because they all have similar plots, you know. They are either romance targeted at women、mm-hmm. or fantasy targeted at men, and, right? And we talk about it before, and those works they share similar formula. Right. Like, see, you are either an average-looking girl, you know, at the age of seventeen or eighteen, who meets some handsome rich guy, or an average boy meets some kung fu grandmaster or some some magicians, and、right. then you then you goes to save the world and gets a girl or. Goes. That's how those online fiction works. So it's so difficult to find a solid evidence. Sometimes you know, for Tang Qi or Qin Jian, you could just say, "I borrow people's idea."、Oh, I no, don't borrowing I, people's idea is still a sort of a plagiarism. And the thing is, some of the works they violate are actually fan fictions. And we talk about it before. Online fiction, the legality of fan fictions is questionable as well.、Mm. I would say sometimes、um, most of those online writers set their stories in history, like、uh, they write sort of history, historical romance. Yeah. But then it's not based on history. They just set it in like two thousand years ago or one thousand years ago、yeah. in a certain dynasty period, and then there's this and that. Yeah. I was thinking probably it it, it was because that way it's、uh, easier for them to copy and paste and plagiarize. Instead of thinking like、um, a new plot, and then they will have to think about the time difference and then how you do that. I'm thinking it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, initially, all these fictions are published on online literature websites, and then some of them could get adapted into TV shows or movies. So when plagiarism is realized by a wider audiences. It's usually way too late because original story has already been deleted online.、Yeah. So it's so difficult to find the evidence. Yes,、uh, that was exactly the case with Shili Taohua with the、uh, To the Sky Kingdom,、mm-hmm. and also with the Princess Wei Yang. It was because the because of the popularity of the TV soap opera that、yeah. they were found out by a large. Member of public that this is actually based on a plagiarized work. the The situation is a little bit rampant. It's not just about the online work. Sometimes you can also find、uh, some TV TV productions, you know, plagiarizing the works of other people. The、uh, <laughs> I want to mention one high profile case where the.、Uh, Um, Taiwan author Qiong Yao、mm-hmm. suing very famous Chinese mainland playwright Yu Zheng、uh, about、yeah. the work Gongzuo Liancheng, I think, because that work 
plagiarized the the main plots of uh, Qiong Yao's work, Mei Hua Lao.、Mm-hmm. And you know what?、Uh, Qiong Yao actually won the won the case. So it means oh great the plagiarism the plagiarism was true and、yeah. you've got to you've got to remember that Qiong Yao is a highly recognized romance writer. She has been. There for several decades, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people are still plagiarizing her work.、Mm-hmm. That just illustrates how bad the situation is. You know, the thing is, Qiong Yao is pretty rich, and she could afford the money of finding, you know, some really good lawyers. But many victims of copyright infringement—they are average white-collar workers or even students. It is difficult, but、uh, even for for those writers who are still ten teenagers, they've got legal guardians. I think there there are ways to settle such issues. We we just can't let it go on. We are reading、yeah. books. Like written by some other authors,、um, but then we believed, okay, this book is written by this guy. But then it was uh, uh, like the the kind of、uh, copy of some other guys. I just don't quite like the idea, and I think it will dampen the enthusiasm of really、um, good authors. Like、yeah. I spent such hard time trying to write my book. You know, it's. It's like I write and rewrite and spend so much time on it, and then it's my baby. You use okay.、Um, I did a bit research about this kind of online writing tool, and it really shocked me. It's like you can write one thousand Chinese word depiction in ten minutes using、What? in ten minutes in ten minutes. Yes, ten thousand words. Wow, finished in ten minutes by these kind of writing tools, and it can automatically recognize and grab information and narratives according to user keywords. Say, if you want to describe somebody's、uh, eyebrows、uh, in certain scenario,、wow. you type in the word like eyebrows, eyebrows plus, and then. There will be so many scenes describing people's eyebrows. You you know, if somebody's angry, if somebody's surprised, different situations, scenarios popping up. Just pick the one that suits your plot, and that's done. Right, and but I think some fans they should bear the blame because, for example, like you know, fans of Qin Zhen's story, they defend her wholeheartedly. So usually, when those scandal comes out, they say. You just want to borrow the fame of my beloved authors because personally, I think some online fiction readers they get tremendous satisfaction, you know, reading these stories without actually using their brains. So as long as the story is entertaining enough, they really don't care if it's plagiarized or not. I am a bit torn on this issue. You can't always blame the readers. For them, it's kind of I sought this book and I think it's、uh, very well written. Okay, later they found it out that、uh, it was actually a plagiarized work. Somehow, this author edited some some information bits by bits and then pieced them together. It's still. A complete work for the readers. Of course, I'm not going to, you know, say yeah, yeah. They they don't, you know, you can't bl- you can't blame them for any bit. I would say you can't always blame the readers. I I tend to think about、um, other parties like the、uh, the publishers.、Mm, Why、yeah. wouldn't you do some sort of、uh, research work before you you agree to publish this work and 
send some some notes. You know,、oh, this is a great work by who and who, and package it. I would say even、Puffy. for even for a thesis,、um, a graduation thesis in、mm-hmm. a university, the teachers and the tutors will have to use certain、uh, tools to check if it is.、Uh, oh yeah, we had something like plagiarized,、yeah. right? If、yes. a university teacher can do that, why wouldn't you publishers publishers do that? Is it that difficult? I would say maybe they should do something about it. Yeah, sometimes I think people just don't care because nowadays online fictions can transform into lucrative intellectual properties, or as we call IPs. They are cash cows, or we could say more than cash cows.、Mm-hmm. Publishers those. Production companies—they're so crazy after IPs. They really don't care if it is stolen from others. Exactly. That's that's what I call the cost of、uh, plagiarism is way too low. low yeah. There, there isn't any punishment.、Uh, there isn't any punishments for the publishers. There isn't any punishments for the for the authors. Yeah. Even if even if these authors are asked to compensate the the the, the The authors of the works they violate, it won't be too costly for them. I mean, the revenue they get from the publishing of their books or the selling of their IPs have, could be millions.、Yeah. Yes, so it, it it means nothing. It's just、yeah. a penny. You know, it's kind of remind me the case about、uh, Guo Jingming. For people don't know who Guo Jingming is, he's one of the most beloved、uh, pop icons among certain youngsters. And in 2004, I think his book was accused of plagiarizing another novel. And when the court made the final judgment, he only paid the original writer around twenty thousand yuan. Twenty thousand is、yeah. really nothing. Only twenty thousand yuan. Maybe, maybe he's. Suit can cost twenty thousand yuan. Yeah. So, so actually, Guo Jingming he pays a fee, but he refused to apologize. He had never mentioned about it. So, I think this is the thing you mentioned about the cost of violating copyrights is、mm-hmm. too low. But I'm really glad last year the National Copyright Administration、uh, issued a notice to strengthen the regulation of online fiction. But the thing is, I think regulation is far from enough. We need like law to protect people's rights,、uh, not just regulation. We want enforcement. We want、yeah. to see the result of the enforcement. I would say, if currently it's、uh, the cost of a violation of copyrights、uh, that is too low, that has resulted in this rampant、uh, violation of、uh, of such、uh, rampant issue, then I would say probably they should do something. To make those who plagiarize feel the pain,、yeah. like banning them from publishing works in、um, like for two years or、mm-hmm. three years or even、mm-hmm. longer, or could them make the financial pay or the fine really hefty so that、yeah. they will never ever do it again?、Yeah. I just don't think the current, you know, fine or the kind of way they deal with such issue is.、Uh, Like a scratching the itch, you know, out of the yeah, boots, yeah. right? Yeah, we need more efficient law enforcement.、Mm. Yeah. All right. I I still wonder. The, these、uh, honored authors、uh, go to the award ceremony to pick up no, their prize. No. <laughs> oh, what what happened to the prize money then? Okay, so actually, those money was given to a non a charity program. 
initiated by Chinese sci-fi writer Hao Jingfang,、uh, which provides education to children in poverty. It's fantastic. It's a start. Right. I wonder if one of those authors actually go to the ceremony. What? They are going to say. <laughs> I really, I am really curious and really want to hear what they are going to say about it. Me too. Just no one is ticking up, huh?、Yeah. That was Shu and Ningjing discussing the issue of literary plagiarism in the cyberspace. On that note, it's time to wrap up today's show. Don't forget that there are always more interesting happenings in the literary world, and we will keep you posted. To learn more about us, you can follow our Facebook account China Plus or download our podcast by searching the keyword "Ink and Quill" on iTunes. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host Yang Yong, and see you next time.